The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, member of the Wells, on January 25, 2015, based on Mark 1, verses 14 through 20. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God, through which the Holy Spirit draws us to Jesus, is the gospel for today, Mark chapter 1, beginning at the 14th verse. After John was imprisoned, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the good news of the kingdom of God, and saying, The time has been fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As he went along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting nets into the sea, since they were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come, follow me, and I will have you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Moving on a little ways, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, and they were in the boat mending nets. Immediately he called them, and they left Zebedee, their father, in the boat with the hired men and went after him. This is the word of our Lord. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints, wash clean in the blood of our risen Savior. When I was growing up, our annual family vacation took us to Grandpa's cottage in northern Wisconsin on Deerskin Lake, and we went fishing. As little kids, we had a worm at the end of the hook, fishing with a cane pole, trying to catch sunnies. As we got older, we graduated to a rod and reel, casting a daredevil, and finally we made our way up to throwing a suic, going after the elusive muskie. In my experience, fishing meant bait and hooks. If that had been fishing in Jesus' day, I wonder whether he would have referred to his gospel work as fishing for people. Bait and hook is not a good picture of the gospel, but as you heard in the text today, that's not the way they fished in Jesus' day. Simon Peter and his brother Andrew were casting nets. Uh, James and John were preparing their nets. That's how they fished in Jesus' day, with nets. You even have one pictured on the front of the bulletin. A net surrounds the fish and draws it in. No deceptive bait, no damaging hook. So also the good news of Jesus, the gospel, draws us closer and closer to him. The good news of the kingdom draws us to Jesus as we believe it with repentant hearts. And then we, in turn, can cast the net as we share the good news to bring others near to Jesus. So let's think about that as our theme today. Let's use that picture of a net. Keep that in our minds as we focus on the theme. The good news of the kingdom draws people to Jesus. Part one, believe it with a repentant heart. Part two, share that good news to bring others near. The text begins. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Notice the emphasis that this message is good news. 
It's called good news twice, and that's what the word gospel means, good news. Yet so often we fail to appreciate, value, and cherish it as the good news it is. Sometimes this comes from a misunderstanding. So many have twisted those words, repent, or the phrase, the kingdom of God is near. They have twisted it into anything but good news. Their message comes across something like this. You better shape up. You better get your life in order. God's kingdom is coming and he's going to clean house. If you don't fall into line, he's going to throw you out. So you better repent or else. And by repent, they mean to do some act of sorrow, something to make amends on our part in order to try and appease God. To me, that sounds like bait-and-hook kind of fishing. They hold out the promise of something better, that's the bait, but only if you or I do our part, that's the hook. For you see, our part becomes some list of rules or regulations, often varying from church to church, but all claiming that they're from the Bible. Like a hook, they pierce the conscience with guilt and then jerk people around in whatever direction the current church leadership wants to drag them. That has turned many people off to organized religion, and rightly so. That wasn't the kind of fishing Jesus did. But here, dear friends, here we must also confess our own failing. Oh, we may not be so crass as to demand that people do some work of sorrow or amends or repentance before they can come to Jesus. But it's so easy for you and me to take so much of what the Bible says and choose to understand it in a way that fails to see God's love and mercy at work. Yes, it might not be as crass as the illustration earlier, but it's, it, it misses God's love and mercy. It misses the good news. Do we look to him as the God of good news or as the God who punishes us? Think of the flood, the plagues, the victories of the enemies. Yes, these were certainly judgments from God. They were punishments against those who had turned away from him. But even these things, friends, even these things for his people, even these disasters and calamities were acts of love, kindness, and mercy on God's part toward his people. Do you see? Do you see that when you read the scriptures? Do we see that in our own lives when we face loss, hardship, tragedy, or disaster? Do we question God's fairness? Do we wonder what sin he's now punishing us for? Do we imagine that he has given up on us? Or do we run to him as the one who alone is always faithful and true? always merciful and kind, always caring and compassionate? Do we run to him as the God of good news, even when everything around us is bad news? That's faith, dear friends. Faith runs to God. Faith believes the good news, even as life goes from bad to worse. Faith looks to him and him alone as the God of good news who is there to help us, who is there as our kind and merciful Heavenly Father, as our Savior from sin and death. For like a net, that good news draws us to Jesus, draws us to our Savior and our God. 
but often the good news does not seem to have much an effect on us. That's one reason why so many churches resort to other things to get people to do the right thing. Good news should change people. Think if you were on your deathbed with only a few hours left to live. Suddenly the doctor bursts into the room and shouts, We found the cure! With this one shot you'll recover and live another healthy, productive 20 years. What joy! <laughs> Not only for you, but for your family and friends. What joy! How that good news would change your life. On the other hand, if after church today one of you came to me and said, Pastor, with this one shot you'll recover and not die today. You could live another 20 years. The same message of good news. But if you said that to me after church today, I, I think I'd say something like, Oh, that sounds like good news for some people, but I'm not sick. I don't need a shot. And I probably have a good chance of living another 20 years without it. That news would not be life-changing for me. Even if unknown to me, I was deathly sick. I would not let it be life-changing. You see, dear friends, our failure to appreciate, value, cherish, and treasure the good news of Jesus doesn't only happen when we misunderstand it, but also when we fail to see how much we need it. That's why the Bible tells us of God's justice against sin, the flood, the plagues, the victories of the enemies. See how serious sin is, how deadly serious. That's why the Bible confronts each one of us with our own sinfulness, that eternally fatal disease of the soul. When we rightly see our own guilt, we no longer ask why bad things happen to good people. Rather, with our own sinfulness exposed, the question is, why don't worse things happen to all of us? Especially to me. Look at the sinner that I am. And when we see that sin in ourselves, when we see that lostness, then what good news that the kingdom of God is near. We're no longer alone. We're no longer lost. What good news that your King Jesus Christ has come in flesh and blood. That's how near the kingdom of God has come. He has come as one of us to rescue you and me. The kingdom of God is near. What good news. What good news that he exchanged his crown of glory to wear a crown of thorns in our place. What good news that he covered himself with the filthy rags of our sinfulness and died our death so that we wear his glorious robe of righteousness. Yes, the kingdom of God is near. What good news that our king conquered Satan for us, parading through hell in victory. What good news that our king conquered death for us, rising from the grave. What good news that the kingdom of God is still near. Yes, our King is still near. He comes to you in His Word. He brings you His body and blood in the sacrament. Through the Gospel, He reigns in your heart. But good news. The Kingdom of God is near. And nothing can separate you from His love. That's how near it is. Nothing can separate you from His love, for He is King of all. 
Yes, dear friends, believe the good news. Believe it with a repentant heart, a heart that sees how much you need Jesus. A repentant heart knows how much you and I need our Savior from sin and death, for without him we are lost forever. But with him, with him we are heirs of everlasting life, heirs of heaven. Only a repentant heart appreciates, values, cherishes, and treasures just how good this news of Jesus is, like a net. The good news of the kingdom draws us ever closer to Jesus. Believe this good news with a repentant heart. And this good news is certainly news to share. For this good news doesn't just add 20 years to your life, it brings eternal life to all who believe. And so as we go back to the text here, we see that Jesus called Simon Peter, Andrew, James, and John to fish for people, to spread the good news, to share it. They and the other apostles would share that good news in a most unique way. For you see, they were eyewitnesses of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. They could personally testify of what they had heard and seen. What's more, God used several of them to record the testimony as the Spirit guided and directed them, giving them the exact words. Yes, we have their testimony still calling out, still sharing the good news with us today for the Spirit, Holy Spirit worked through them to write down the words, the words we have as the New Testament, that written, Spirit-inspired testimony of the Apostles. But the way the apostles share the good news of Jesus is not the only way to cast the gospel net and fish for people. Still today, the Lord sends out pastors, missionaries, teachers, staff ministers, and others to do the work of the church on behalf of those who have called them. The Together inserted today informs us that there are 74 pastoral vacancies in our synod. Is there someone you could encourage to become a pastor? Might some of you here today consider serving in the full-time ministry yourself as a pastor, teacher, staff minister in our church body. The Lord still needs workers, fishermen and fisherwomen to go out into his kingdom work. We cast out the net and fish for people. And it's you as well, each of you here, that supports that work through your prayers and offerings and encouragement to the called workers. But as you well know, the gospel net isn't just given to pastors and teachers, is it? Each of you has the gospel net. Share the good news to bring others near to Jesus. Often that starts with an act of kindness, letting the love of Christ shine out from you, but no one can know Jesus if they only know our acts of kindness. You see, the, the gospel net is, 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 is good news. News is a message. It's words. And so invite them. Invite them to come and see the one who is, is so important to you. Invite them to come and know your king. Let them know that church isn't just something you do on Sunday morning, but rather here you get to meet the one who is so important to you. Here his kingdom is near, for here your king himself comes to you in his word and sacrament, and you get to respond with praise and thanks. Yes, cast out that gospel net. 
Invite others to come and see your King. Share that good news to bring others near to Jesus. And so, dear friends, whether you care to go to the lake with a rod and reel or not, remember this fishing that you can do anywhere. It's not with bait and a hook, but with the net of the gospel. It's the same net that has already drawn you near to Jesus, for you believe his good news with a repentant heart. Now, like a fisherman, cast that net out to draw others into the kingdom. Share the good news of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.